the Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Judge Jerry! I just... This is my impersonation of Roger Stone. Yeah. Unless you're watching on Facebook Live, that's Jerry doing Roger Stone doing Richard Richard Nixon. Nixon. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, by the way, last episode, last week, we talked about the clear possibility of you officiating at weddings, Judge Jerry, since you are Judge Jerry. We have been inundated with requests. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) I'm not even going to read any of them. They're just too many. They're not off cards, too many. But then uh, I got an idea. See, if it's a good idea, I take credit for it. It actually came from Lynn Gray, an old friend of mine. But uh, that you, you could officiate over people uh, renewing their vows. Now, that's a lot oh. of people. Oh, we could probably yeah. do that right here in this audience, people who want to renew their vows. Exactly. Including with people that they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, someone in the audience, again, they think they'd like to out, renew someone out vows with. You. All right, everyone, 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, that's right, Maria. <clears throat> now you're thinking. And uh, Catfish, also known as Matt Williams, and Catfish owns Folk School Coffee Parlor in yeah. Ludlow, Kentucky. He was a public official here in Ludlow. He was uh, a city council member in Ludlow, and he didn't get thrown out. He didn't lose. He just decided after one term not to run again. He wants to use his energies in positive other ways, so that's fine. But he was on a flight from florida with his lovely wife mary yes and you were on the flight how embarrassing being on the same flight (laughs) but of course you were in first class and us normal people always have to walk you know that's something where you have to walk by all those pricks that are up in the front you know yeah first class it wasn't even we weren't even on the plane yet thankfully they have two lines one yes. for <laughs> yes. those of us who are in first class. <laughs> yeah, and then another one for the little people. So, <laughs> so he's there with Mary. You know, I'm just, yeah. you know, I guess I was standing there actually taking pictures with some people. And then he comes up and I figure, oh, he's the next one for a picture. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean. And oh, man, it's catfish. Well, I didn't want him talking to him because I didn't want people to think I knew him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I just put my arm around him and like I was posing for a picture. And I said, okay. Unbelievable. When you get on the plane, just keep walking. Pretend you don't Catfish go. and Mary says they walk by as you were on the plane. But I, that is the truth. We always walk by you people in first class and you're always getting, what are they giving you? Like champagne and towels and all this bullshit? You know, one day but, you'll earn a place up there and you'll find out. I know. <laughs> oh, you don't no. even know our secret handshake. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> One time I got put on first class because they oh, had overbooked the cabin and they put, and uh, that's only happened once. But another time I was going up to Alaska backpacking with some friends and one of the guys with us was a guy, guy's name's Richard Beard. He had, he was from Wales and he had a green card and he was yeah. over here working and I met him through the Sierra Club. So we're going to Alaska and you know, he's a young guy and he's, good-looking young guy, and the flight attendant said they had an open seat up in first class. They put him up there. Oh, I used to get that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we went up there and said he's not even a citizen. What the hell are you doing? Put one of us up there. Well, work on your looks. Never works, never works. (laughs) Hey, by the way, uh, 
<laughs> I got this email. It, and I, like you I've said this before, this is called. <laughs> you haven't gotten an email. In, I got it right in there. A generation. Yes, and it's called, it's what we call Maria, rip and read. You know, I pull it yeah. off right off the, <laughs> the machine and bring it in here. This is a rip and read. And this is from Charlotte Fanning from Laramie, Wyoming. Ooh. Pretty cool. Listener yeah. from yeah. Laramie. She writes, Dear Jerry Springer Podcast, I love Jerry. I worship Jerry. I revere Jerry. Well, for you his, didn't write this one. No. For, for his TV show, which gives voice to the common man and woman, for his clear political commentaries, for his obvious gentility. I thought he's actually Jewish. I'm a Gentile, but he's Jewish. So. <laughs> but then it says, therefore, I am starting a national movement to add his head and then she has in parentheses, and knows, dot, 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 I'm just kidding, close parentheses, Ooh. to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough stone. <laughs> <laughs> to join me, go to rockjerrysface.com, and let's make this happen. Charlotte Fanning, <laughs> Laramie, Wyoming. Oh. I think that's actually pretty we, cool. We, we, were at, we actually were at Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we were. And there was something missing there, wasn't there? there? Well, yeah, there are four heads up there. We were out there with a group of people uh, riding motorcycles. It yeah. was fun. It was a great time. And it, it? And, it, and it is a great place. Jefferson, Lincoln, and uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. And Springer. And now it should now be Springer. Now it makes sense. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you guys see. were ride, riding motorcycles? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm yeah. so, in fact, mine had three wheels. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's one of these of two wheels. Come over. I, <laughs> I moved up to a three wheeler. A whole other wheel. Yeah, we went uh, several years ago. Who actually uh, went Jean twice? Wilson. Yeah. Went a couple times out there. That's right. To, uh, to um, Sturgis. Sturgis for that big motorcycle rally that happens once mm. every summer. It's we had blast. a great time. It's really actually was a, a very good time. Uh, but. And, and Rushmore is an amazing place. It's very intimate, actually, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you think it's this big, massive place. It's not. It feels like a almost like a little theater. It's very cool. Hmm. So I, uh, <clears throat> I'm for this. I'm going to go. I actually went to this site, and they must. It must be under construction because I couldn't find anything. But again, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like that ass a lifeguard. Site. No, there is that site. I know I put it up. Yeah. Anyway, no, this is uh, this is what do this one rockjerry'sface.com. Yeah, get it? It's kind of a play on oh, words. It's, it's you know? just unbelievable. unbelievable. It'll catch it'll go viral in no time. Unbe it'll actually, you know in no it. time will it go viral. In no time, <laughs> in, in no, no time, time will it go viral. Uh, got an idea. Oh, no, and I, then I. <laughs> And I want to ask you about, by the way, I want to ask you about the shutdown on a more uh, serious note. Also, I want to mention, stick around, because Sarah Dupee, who is from New Orleans, and she is here. She's a singer-songwriter from New Orleans, and she is our musical guest tonight. And that's going to be really mm -hmm. cool, Sarah Dupee. But <clears throat> Judge Jerry's show, we keep talking about this. It deserves it. It's a new TV show coming on in the fall. And it starts, yeah, it's going to come on in the fall. Yeah. And so they're, uh, as we say in the business, in production. It's in production as we speak. But we. <laughs> well, you know. Suddenly you're I'm in the in, business. Well, I'm yeah. in that business. But 
I was wondering if what? we could have on this show, on the podcast, yeah. I'm yeah. always looking for ways to kind of partner up with them because I'm yeah. thinking there might be something in that for Maria and me. <laughs> so I was wondering, maybe we could do an official swearing in of you as judge sometime here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I was wondering if uh, that happens, could I be no. the bailiff on the podcast for Judge Jerry, because I think it's pretty remote. I mean, Maria has a, a decent chance of being the bailiff oh, yeah. on the TV show. Yeah. I thought I already, I already put my uh, request in. I for thought that. you yeah. did my application. Yeah, Gene, so. I wouldn't bother. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I, but I thought that Barney Fife thing, the oversized. Yeah, I uniform. could see you in the uh, uniform. <laughs> yeah. you came I might Barney do the Fidel Fife. thing, kind of a field look, you know, oh, yeah. a Fidel Castro. Yeah. Or I might do more of a Saddam with just a lot of <laughs> yeah. fake ribbons and yeah. medals everywhere, big yeah. old hat. Maybe yeah. we have two bailiffs. Yeah, maybe we have two It'll bailiffs. It'll be like Jerry and the bailiffs. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Jerry and it's the bailiffs. Or it could be a tag team. <laughs> it could be a tag team, you know, yeah. like, boom, and then you're in there, and then tag, and I'm in there. Uh, write like a it. song, Jerry and the Bailiffs. Okay. Actually, it could be. Hey, speaking of that, Maria, we were just talking. There's this organization in Cincinnati called the Queen City Balladeers. Oh, yeah. And by the way, oh, longest right. living folk organization in the country. Wow. Nonstop. Yeah. It's lived forever. Now, we have no, we have nobody who has... Who yet officially asks us, but we have some conversations going on. There's a representative in the audience this evening, as a matter of fact, from the Balladeers, and we're, we're, conversations are happening at the highest level. They're moving <laughs> to the highest level. That, on an upcoming night of the Sunday night, the Queen City Balladeers have, is it the Wise Owl, or is that what it's called these days? Yeah. Leo, Leo Coffee House. Pardon me. Used to be called the Wise Owl. In the I was going to say, where'd you get the Wise Owl? And then Al? it switched over to Leo. So it's called Leo Coffee mm. House, and they do. Uh, it's it's a show, and it's a listening room. It's very cool. So we're talking about having uh, a group at the center of which is Jerry Springer. He was in a folk group back in the '60s, I guess '70s. I was in a folk group back in the same time period. Yeah. We both pretty much sucked, so we both went nowhere. <laughs> we did not, that did not become our lives. But if you, Maria, if Casey Campbell, our music coordinator, oh, he is legit. We you are legit. Shot. You are good. Yeah. <laughs> you could prop us up and we could do five songs and do a half hour set. Oh, yeah. Why would they want to do it? I don't know. Don't try to talk them out of it. Oh, no, I it, make, it, make it sound like it's really cool. Oh, this you, is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> I can honestly say it'll be unbelievable. <laughs> Maria, here's... I think that'd be fun. Here's the set. Yeah. You do one of your original songs. Okay. Casey does one of his original songs. Then as a four, as a quartet, mm -hmm. with you playing guitar, him playing guitar, I'll play... Uh, I got a, str a strumming dulcimer. I'll bring that in. That's to add something to it. Oh. Then we do... Bloodshot Eyes. Well, maybe, or down by the riverside oh, and yeah. banks of the Ohio. We oh, come up with Ohio. three songs we sing together. Oh, man. Don't give away what we're going to play. This is, <laughs> nah, so are you guys, would you guys be backing us up on our songs, too? Well, <laughs> we'd be backing up tell the us car, to shut the out of there up. Before, yeah. the before the crowd comes after us. <laughs> I think, thing I'll be I think, backing up is the car. Is, <laughs> yeah, right. I think it could be fun. So that, yeah, let's make that fun. happen. Are you, would you do it? I'd be on board. Casey totally. Campbell, would you do it? 
Well, he, I'm going to say yes, he's not out there. <laughs> yes, <you're, laughs> yeah, I'll do it. He's on payroll, of course. Yeah, he'll do no, it. he'll do it. All right, Jerry. Yes, Gene. The shutdown. We're, we're uh, you know, it's been a few weeks since the shutdown happened, but it, it was, uh, well, look, it was the longest running shutdown in American history. Of our government. So yeah. its impact is lingering. What, $11 billion impact on the economy, and some of that they'll recoup, but they're still going to be short, maybe $3 billion. So it's a big deal. Yeah. And it, What's your I'm, take on it? Well, the first take is the shutdown was for nothing. Uh, because what Trump orig- uh, finally agreed to was exactly, and what the Republicans agreed to, was exactly what the Democrats had offered five weeks earlier. So the shutdown was for nothing. Even if you're a great Trump fan, he got nothing out of it, which is why the right wing is ticked off at him as well. And uh, the Democrats, unbelievably, all hung together. Not one Democrat jumped ship. And the first thing I notice is that Nancy rules. Uh, Nancy Pelosi getting so much heat for years, she became the poster child for any Republican running for office. They would run some video of her and say, you know, I'm running against someone who's with Nancy Pelosi, like she was the worst thing that ever happened. And the truth is, she took Trump to the cleaners. And, uh, you know, we don't need a victory dance, but it's nice to see a woman of, of her stature and her abilities just very calmly, of, and, and I'm saying this to some Democrats that wanted to get rid of her. Let's be honest, any other person in that role, we would not have had the same result. No one would have been able uh, to handle um, Trump the way she did. Just her knowledge, her ability to, to talk to people, get deals made. I mean, she really is the deal maker, you know, not the brashness. And even in her victory, very calm, very measured, very, you know, you want your kid to grow up to be like Nancy, not Donald. So she did great. And, and that was wonderful to see that. I think that helps the whole women's movement also to see someone, you know, who's just better than anybody else at that job. Now, also, the president can't and won't get his way for shutting the government down again. And if we ever permitted something like that to happen, we have, in a sense, a dictatorship. I mean, we're calmly going along, yeah, they're shutting the government down. I mean, think about it for a second. Are we as a nation going to let any one human being shut down the United States government for all the services that it provides, if another country came in and did that, there'd be war, outright war. If you had a foreign power come in and shut down our government, we'd be nuking them. And we just calmly say, yeah, they're shutting down the government. For This is the United States of America. You don't let one person do that. You don't let one person say, I'm not getting my way. Forget what the issue is. I'm not getting my way, so there's no American government. It's, I mean, that's what I'm, I guess, most surprised about looking at all the talking heads on television. 
No one was, they're all talking about, well, we lost this much money on this and this much. Instead of the whole concept of you permit one person to shut down the government. And now the threat from Trump is, well, I might shut down the government again, which, he, which if he does, they ought to take him away in handcuffs. I mean, really, that is just so undemocratic. And the other thing he's saying, well, I might declare a national emergency. And I say to my Republican friends, be careful what you wish for. If you ever go along with the idea that a president can declare a national emergency when there obviously isn't one, and that to get what he wants, you better hope that a Democrat never gets elected president. Because can you imagine? What if we, two years from now, God willing, we elect a Democrat as president? Well, let the Democratic presidents say with more validity, I think what is happening to the environment is a national emergency. Therefore, we are capping oil, all of the oil wells. We are shutting down all the coal mines. It's a national emergency. I'm doing it. I don't care where the votes are. Done. And watch the Republicans go, oh, you know, imagine their response to that. So why are we even letting this conversation about declaring a national emergency go on? I mean, Mitch McConnell, from his own interest, all of those Republican senators, everyone in government ought to be saying, anyone elected to Congress or the Senate should say, no president ever, you know, unless we're attacked in a real war, should be able to say, forget Congress, forget legislation, forget the Constitution. It's a national emergency. I'll do what I want. That is what every dictator has done. Every dictator that comes to power in the history of the world, that's what they do. They shut down the Congress. They shut down the Reich in Germany. They shut down, I forget what the uh, Congress was called in Italy with Mussolini. That's what you do. You come in, you get elected, or you get in with a minority party there. Suddenly you come, you get in there, you become powerful. You shut down, you disband the government, disband the legislative body. You will make the rules. That's what Trump has done. And that's what the Republican senators have gone along with. They can, they can solve this particular issue by just quietly telling the president they don't have to embarrass him. They can, if they don't want to, be political as you want, quietly go into Trump and say, you may not declare a national emergency because if you do, we will override it by a legislative act and override your veto because the Supreme Court will uphold the Senate and the Congress as they did with Truman when he tried to take over the steel mills back in 1952 in the Korean War when he said a president can't seize the steel mills. So the courts will back the Senate and the Congress up for this power um, seizing by a president. So they should just tell Trump ahead of time, 
don't be talking about declaring a national emergency because if you do, we're dead. First of all, we're not going to let you do it, but the Republicans should know if they do do it, there's an election two years from now. And the day the Democrat gets elected president, seize the oil wells. You're hurting the environment. I mean, whatever it is, pick your issue. Think of what a president can do if a president is a dictator. It's not a small issue. It's not, and that's what I'm shocked that the media coverage has not been on that. The whole idea that one person can shut down the American government. Whatever the issue is, forget the argument about the wall. I mean, obviously, it has nothing to do with national security. First of all, if you were concerned about national security, why would you shut the government down? Why would you shut down homeland security? Why would you shut down air traffic control? Why would you shut down the Coast Guard? Why should, would you shut down the, 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 the guards along the border? The FBI, the CIA, I mean, crazy. I mean, that's exactly what you don't do if you're worried about national security. So it's, it's just a stupid thing, the wall, but we all know that. But that's not the big issue. The big issue is a dictatorship that we will sit by without saying a word, no one raising that issue, just saying, yeah, they're going to shut down the government for five weeks. Oh, my gosh. What did we have the Cold War for? What did we have World War II for? If we're, you know, if we're just going to sit back and say, yeah, take us over. Let us know when you're done. Freedom, ah, doesn't mean anything. It means something, and we ought to stand up for it. We'd like to bring uh, Sarah Dupie up here, who is our musical artist for the night. Um, as Jean mentioned before, she has just recently moved back, or me, recently moved to Cincinnati from uh, from New Orleans. Moved back, awesome! So we get you back here in Cincy. Oh, um, wait! Uh, oh, sorry. Mm. I had the absolute pleasure of meeting her last week, actually, and I've been looking forward to this night to hear what she's bringing to the table. So. How long were you in New Orleans? Yeah. I was there for about five years. Yeah, cool place, five isn't years. it? It is, yeah. it is. A great place yeah. for music. It is wonderful. It's no Ludlow, it like, but it's, yeah. It's not, it's not. No, nothing but it's can, a great place. Nothing it can is. match up. It is a really good place, yeah. The song I was gonna play, I guess, is when I first started writing down there. Um, it was actually around the time of Jazz Fest. I don't know if anyone's been to Jazz Fest, but. I kind of, it's like there's a season for everything and there's a season to embrace Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest and there's a season to just like run in the opposite direction because I was so I was working at a really busy restaurant at the time and just needed to get away from crowds of people. So during Jazz Fest, I went out to this little town in southwest Louisiana called Brobridge and there's like a swamp out there called, um, there's, it's like a nature preserve called Cypress Island um, and just went kayaking one morning out there and kind of I don't know the song kind of came about shortly thereafter but it's called Cypress Island and um I thought we could play that one for y'all tonight so yeah (laughs) 
cause I know myself, I know this heart And yet, hardly at all Seems to know, hardly at all Well, the land lies low where waters rise She kneels before the test of time them just to clear my mind when the light burns low and the night draws me is it not love that drives out fear when the bottom falls out from underneath is it not the truth that sets us free Over Cypress Island, early June In the world of things that I might do If I didn't fear, I had so much to lose When the light burns low And the night draws near Is it not love that drives out fear When the bottom falls If 
for those who aren't watching on Facebook, she sang that song, entire song, on one leg. The guitar strap broke, and no one went up to help you. None of your own band. She's on it. And you were trying to hold that guitar up while you were playing. That, uh, uh, by the way, great song. Hey, great thank song. you. <laughs> wow. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, I think. <laughs> that was it didn't great. occur to me to just reattach the guitar straps. Because <laughs> towards the end, your leg was quivering. It was, I was I feeling it. Yeah, I can see I was it, feeling yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, apart from um, being able to see your acrobatics <laughs> on our Facebook page, is there anywhere that we can hear that song or hear the rest of your music? Um, maybe a website or... Uh... Yeah, you know, I have a website that is in process of being built. So if you go to it in like two weeks, it'll awesome. be up. Do you have your um, domain yeah, What is name? it? Because this, yeah. this will air, there's always weeks, a little bit yeah. of a lag. So what, do you know what yeah. that's going to be yet? Um, the, the website address. Web, web address. It's Sarah with it. It's S-A-R-A-H. My last name is Dupee. D-U-P-E-E.com. SarahDupee.com. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Perfect. I'll have an EP coming out called Cypress Island. Uh, hopefully in, in March, I would say. Cool. Nice. So it's a yeah. beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, we'd love to have you take us out on uh, down by the riverside yes. and, and do this one on two feet. Yeah. 